Uh, we're going to go to Philippians 1. Have, who's got their Bibles? Yeah, that's better. Philippians 1, verse 27. Paul is writing to the Philippian church and he says, Let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened in anything by your opponents. Oh, I read this. I've been sitting on this, just sitting on this verse. And I feel like the Father just wants to encourage us. Um, the NLT says, Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven... Conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Who are you? A citizen of heaven. You're a citizen of heaven. And remember last week at Encounter Sunday, it's really important that we take note of what the Lord says on Encounter Sundays and every, every Sunday and that we don't just... Flick to the next thing. We've got to learn to chew on things, yeah? So in Encounter Sunday, the main, like the main thing that came out was you are in Christ, <laughs> right? You are in Christ and Christ is in you, right? We've been born again, translated from darkness to light. Right? So we're citizens of another realm. And in Colossians 3, it says, You are seated in heavenly places, so seek the things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. Right? So we carry another kingdom. It's in you. And you have the ability to bring heavenly realities to the earth. One of the most important weapons against the enemy is the consistent life of the believer. Like, yes, you can heal the sick, and yes, you can do my, you know, you can preach the gospel and you can do all these things, but it's what you do every day that really makes a difference. It's the decisions that you make, it's the way you treat people. It's the way you react to circumstances. It's the offenses you drop, right? It's those things. Um, there's a Bible commentator that I'm particularly enjoying at the moment. His name's Warren Wearsby, and he writes this little poem. Well, it's not his poem. The source is unknown, but it says this. You are writing a gospel a chapter each day by the deeds that you do and the words that you say. Men read what you write, whether faithful or true. What is the gospel according to you? Isn't that powerful? 
I'm, I'm writing that down in my journal and I'm reminding myself, what is the gospel? What does my life preach when my words aren't preaching? What does my life preach to the, to the people that I meet along the way that have no grid for who I am or what I believe? What's my life preaching? Let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So how do we do that? What does that look like? We're going to jump over to Colossians 3, which I've already mentioned. If you want to open that up in your Bible, if you're a paper Bible, open it up. It will be on the screen, but I like to read it in mine. That's just me. Colossians 3 verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, who's been raised with Christ here? I'm going to ask that again. Who's been raised with Christ here? Everyone should have your hand up. We were buried, therefore, with, with Christ in baptism and raised in newness of life right? We are all, I can say that confidently today, we are all, we've all been raised with Christ. Seek the things that are where? This is interactive today. If you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So a key right here is what are you seeking? Seek. If you've got your paper Bible, circle it or underline it or highlight it in your app. Whatever you're doing, seek. What is that word? It's the Greek word zetio. Everyone say zetio, which means desire. It means endeavor. What is your endeavor? What are you desiring? It means inquire into. It means to strive after. This is what that word seek means. All right, it's not a passive thing. It's a like consistent thing that you're going after. You're striving for it. You're desiring it. You're craving it. To crave or demand something from someone. Are you living your life in such a way that you're, pull, you're demanding from the Lord? You said, you said in your word that I can have it. You said that I can pray for the sick and they can recover. You said that I can walk in the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. You said that I'm light. You said that wherever I go, you'll give me the ground that I step on. You said, God, that I can shift atmospheres with my prayers and change what's happening on the earth, right? Are we going after it? right? Seek, 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 seek. Don't gloss over that. Circle it. 
Write those things down. Desire, endeavor, inquire into. It's, it's not a works thing, but it's also not a passive thing. It's, that's a tension, isn't it? Because we're not working away for something, but we are continually striving to, to take hold of everything that Jesus has taken hold of for us, right? I'm not going to be sitting back on my lounge chair. I'm like, Jesus, come on, let's get on with this thing. Seek the things that are above where Christ is. We're not being passive. Seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things of the earth. Remember camp. All right, we're going back a little bit now. We've got to be masters of mind control. What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about heavenly things or is your brain always stuck on down here? It doesn't mean that we are so heavenly minded that we can't function on the earth. But it's like what has our constant gaze and attention? It has to be a higher way, a higher reality. Are we renewing our mind according to his kingdom, according to his truth? Masters of mind control. Verse 3, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. There it is, underline that. When Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Someone say hallelujah. Verse 5, put to death, therefore, remember we're, we're thinking about living lives worthy of the gospel. Tom was talking about a list <laughs> last week. We need a, we, we are always looking for a list. Like, what is the will of God? Give me the list and I'll do the list, right? Here's a list for you. Let's have a look. Lives worthy of the gospel. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, here's your list. Impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness. I said that awfully. Which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away. What are we doing with all that stuff? We're putting it off. It's the old man. It doesn't belong to us anymore. It doesn't fit. Guess what? If you're doing any of it, it doesn't feel good. It's going to leave you feeling yuck because God's given you a brand new heart and you're not compatible with that stuff anymore. And so if you're struggling with any of that, this is not a condemnation. It's like repent and do a 180 and say, I'm putting that off and I'm walking towards the Lord and I'm going to live in Christ, right? Um, we've got more of a list. But now you must put them all away. We're on verse 8. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. All this stuff, put it away. 
Don't talk bad about people. There's no need for it. Don't slander people. Don't slander the bride. We need the church firing. If you feel like you need to slander the bride, pray for her. Pray. It's an invitation to pray. If you're frustrated, you pray. You pray. And you pray for God's kingdom to come and his will to be done in the church. Yeah? Don't slander. Mm. Obscene talk from your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. All right? This is just a, like, remember, work, walk worthy of the calling. Work, walk worthy of the gospel of Christ. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practice and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Every day, put off the old ways, put on the new and you're being renewed every day. After what? The image of God. Verse 11. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Praise God. Now, here's a list for what you should be putting on. Isn't that good? Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, ah, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Huh. Put that stuff on. This, is a, this isn't to make you feel bad. This is a reminder. This is who you are. This is Jesus, right? And it's who you're called to be. Put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. Who here has been forgiven by the Lord? Anyone? Anyone? I remember a good... It would have been a good 16 years ago. I was in a very dark spot. I was in a tricky patch, shall we say. Very tricky. Um, and some bad things had happened. And I had a broken heart. And it was, it was a really tricky time. And I remember sitting on the couch and I just, I said to God, I was pretty newly saved and I said to the Lord, what do I do? I had nothing. I was like, 
had nothing. And I'm like, God, what do I do? And he said, Naomi, what do I do for you every time you miss the mark? What do I do for you? And I said, tears streaming down my face, you forgive me every time. And he's, he said, you go and do the same. You have no right to hold on to anything. You go and do the same. And I wish I could say that I let it all go right there and I was amazing at being loving. It, it took a while and it was hard. But I got there. And I learned a really important lesson early on about forgiving. Verse 14. And above all these, put on love. Darren's awake. And above all these, put on love. The goal of our instruction is what? Love which issues from a pure heart and a clean conscience, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Ah, who wants to be part of this community? Who wants to be part of this church? Oh, my gosh. They're compassionate. They're kind. They're humble. They're meek. They've got patience. They're bearing with one another. They're forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven them. They're, they've put on love, which is binding everything together. And the peace of God rules in their hearts. And they're thankful. They're thankful all the time. Even when there's nothing to be thankful for, they find something to be thankful for because their minds are set on things above, not on the things of the earth. Verse 16. How do we achieve that? How do we even become those people? Verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You get discipled by this. You give yourself to the Word of God. It's the mirror for who you are. It will train you. The Holy Spirit will train you. He'll speak to you through this Word, right? This is how you become all of that. Apart from being with Him and knowing Him, He will use this Word to, to sculpt you right? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. It's not just for one person to do. We're a body. We're called to speak into one another's lives, right? You have revelation that I need and vice versa, Right?
Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I think we're getting good at that. (laughs) With thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, I'm doing it unto the Lord. Right? How do we, how do we live lives that are worthy of the gospel? Everything. I'm doing it unto the Lord. I'm not doing it unto people. Couldn't care less about what you think in a really good way. Because <laughs> I'm doing it unto the Lord. Philippians 1, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. As I look around the room, I'm like, you're doing it. We're doing it. I look at your life, I'm like, you're doing it. And I just feel the Father's like, keep going. Keep doing it. Be encouraged. So that whether I come and see you or an absent, I may hear that you are standing firm in one spirit. This is so important. With one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. One spirit, one mind. One spirit, one mind. Unity. This is so important. One spirit, one mind. How is that even possible when we all think the wall should be a different color? (laughs) Or when we all think different things? Like how can we possibly be one spirit, one mind? It's re- we make it so complicated. It's really simple. Know God, make him known. We can agree about that. Know God, make him known. Right? We can agree about look like Jesus, feel like family, impact the world with the gospel. Amen? Can we agree about that? Look like Jesus, feel like a family, impact the world with the gospel. Amen? Right? Can we agree about lifting up the name of Jesus, the name that is above every other name? Man, if we can can agree on those things, we're going to go a long way. We really are. We're a team. We're a body. Every single person that belongs to this church family is important and required. You are required. The NLT verse um, 28 says, actually, I'm just going to flick back in my ESV. So we're striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Verse 28 says, And not frightened in anything by your opponents. The Lord wants to remind us, don't be frightened. 
of anything that's opposing you right now. Don't be frightened by it. The NLT NLT says, don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. What are our enemies? What are our what are our opponents? We don't wrestle with what? Flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So anything that's opposing us or the gospel, it's it's not on the Lord's behalf and it's not a person, right? What are some of the things that are opposing us? Distraction. It's not just a devil. It's not just a devil, you know, Paul was, Paul was getting locked up. We're not fighting being locked up, but we do fight distraction, We do fight discouragement. We are opposed by discouragement. We are opposed by sickness. What else? Name it and shame it. Fear. Anxiety. Depression. Name it and shame it. Anyone else? Idolatry. Absolutely. Unbelief. Yep. Judgment. Fear of people, pleasing people, pride, lethargy. Come on. These are the things that, are, that oppose us. Busyness, jealousy, comparison, comfort, keep them popping. Name it and shame it. Expose it. What's what's that? Selfishness. Lies. Judgment. I missed entertainment. Definitely. Security. Money. Doubt. Yes. Yes. This is this is a good one to go home with the Lord and say, What is what is actually opposing me? And name it and shame it. Talk to the Lord about it. Right? That's your homework this week. What's opposing me? Because it's going to be different things for every person. And the first way to deal with anything that's coming against you is to put it in the light. Ephesians 5 verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Have nothing to do with the wicked works of darkness, but instead expose it. When you put it in the light, it becomes light. Right? And so Paul is writing and he's saying, don't be intimidated 
in any way by the things that are coming against you. Don't be frightened about it. What do we do instead? We expose it, we talk to the Lord about it, and we get on with the mission, striving together, one heart, one mind, free of that stuff. Right? Verse 29. I'm in the NLT now. For I just love the word, the way it worded it. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. Oh, we don't like that very much, do we? It's a privilege when we suffer for the Lord. That's another that's for another week. It says now, we are in this struggle together. We're in this together. We're in this together. Paul's writing, you have seen my struggle in the past and you know that I'm still in the midst of it. But he's like, guys, we're all in this together. Let's live lives worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ and let's strive side by side in one mind, in one spirit for the faith of the gospel, that he would be glorified, that, that this city would look different because we're here striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. <laughs> 